Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me and Nick on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go to our Facebook group, HyperClean Specialists, or shoot us a text direct, 918-800-1188. It's been great for everybody that's been reaching out. We're getting a lot of people start to chatter about things going on in the world today, things that they're now happening to them. And we're like, yeah, we... We've been talking about it now for about a year, and we're excited that people are are wanting to to chime in and chat back and forth. So all all those people that have been reaching out and, and curious about gas prices, curious about all the things going on. Should I do this? Should I do that? Like those are great topics and great things to chat about. And that's some of the stuff I want to talk about tonight with you guys. Uh, but before we do, what's everybody drinking tonight? I'm uh, it's kind of special for me. I'm drinking a blue moon. So, Lucas, what about you? I'm sipping on a nice cold Modelo Especial. Okay, nice. I like it. Brandon? Yeah. Old trusty Guinness tonight. Okay. Back to the old faithful. Exactly. Ben, what about you? Uh, I'm still working, so oh. I got <laughs> my monster to try and stay awake for the night. Hey, there you go. Uh, which monster was that? It looked like, was it the green one? uh ultra paradise oh yeah 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 paradise yeah cool i'm I'm a big fan of the sunshine one the the orange one yeah the pineapple one no it's orange oh yeah it's i don't know what it is something sunrise citrus sunrise or something i don't know yeah it's beautiful okay. yeah derek what about you i'm actually drinking a a beer called cut from the same cloth it's a cold black Indian pale ale, so it actually kind of looks like a Guinness. It's black. It's like a collaboration between Kate May Brewing Company and uh, Workhorse Brewing Company, but uh, it's interesting so far. It tastes like a porter, but it, they're saying it's an IPA, but it kind of has that porter taste, like that darker flavor in the back end. Are you a porter fan? I never could get into them. Not really. I mean, I'll drink a Guinness most of the time uh, if I see them, but like, I'm not really like into them. a lot of them. Are, like I've seen they're really, really high in alcohol. Um, I like the, some of the rum porters are good, but those are some of the beers I get the worst headaches from if I drink like two or three of them. So I usually stay away from them. You know, you remember. Um, who was it that liked uh, porters? Darren. Remember Darren from 66 Auto Detail? Yep. He got into porters and started liking porters, and it was it was really interesting for him. He'd never gotten into it. Brandon, what about you? Since you're a uh, since you're a dark guy, are you a porter fan also? Yeah, when we uh, went to that one place in Florida, I got a couple porters there that were pretty good. I think Lucas had one too. Actually, that one place. Oh you no, mean the, the, place, the last night one, the like beer right by the hotel. Yeah, I I had the porters the first night we were there. Yeah, the little, there was so we stayed at this little Airbnb cool little place and inside of well, inside of the community. There you go. Um, you know, that's what they do a lot of. There's these gated communities. And uh, inside of that place was a cool. It was a pretty cool little bar, man. It was it was pretty unique. 
It was. That place was packed too for like what Thursday night, Wednesday, whatever day we were all there first. It was. Mm-hmm. It was nuts for a Wednesday. <laughs> hey, I, I think it was a bunch of people like us that were traveling, and they yeah, were just probably. out. And, you know, yeah, because the last night we were there, it was like dead. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was tired as hell. I wish I could stayed longer. Brand, how's the week been, man? What's been the most uh, interesting part of your week? Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, I'm trying to figure out an oil separator water situation to try to close on a new shop, but I can't do it through the city unless I have some kind of oil water separator in place. So I'm trying to figure out what machine I can buy without spending $10,000. <laughs> That's going to be tough, isn't it? Oh yeah. I found some uh, portable one made by Mighty TM. It's like a power wash company. They got a portable one. So I'm going to, I'm waiting to hear back if that will work or not. That's only like 2,700, I think 2,600. Yeah. So are, are you contemplating gas and everything going into this? Is that one reason why you're wanting to go into a shop? Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. I wanted a shop anyways, but I was going to wait and hire some guys on and get a second truck on the road first. But those are two things that are going to be pretty impossible right now, hiring on guys and spending more money on gas. So all right, let's go through that. Why is it going to be so just in, in discussion? Why so hard because of gas? Uh, a couple of years ago, I made a decision not knowing this was going to happen. I drive a Hemi truck, get about seven to 11 miles per gallon. Um, Sounds cool, but also every time I hit the gas, $20 goes out the rear tailpipe. So I got to figure out a different situation <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so it taken now to fill it up. I was using 93. I finally stopped because it's getting way too high. So last time I filled it up, it was 120 bucks, 130 bucks. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. How long does that last? It depends on where I'm going because I'm mobile. I, right. I could be driving 50 miles that day. I could be driving eight miles, but typically I usually spend between two and 270 a week in gas. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be more. So I'm trying to get that shop and. And right now is the time to make that transition with my clients because it's easier to explain because they understand now where if this wasn't going on now, they wouldn't understand. So it might be easier transition. And you think uh, that would also make it, I know you, you talked about hiring people, which was the other part I wanted to dissect, you know, so you, do you find that you're headed to that shop thinking that it'll be easier to hire people because it'll work at one shop and one location? I think that will be part of it. I think it'd be also easier to, to explain, Hey, you don't have to be out in the sun all day. It's going to be easier to train. I'm going to have more time training and less time driving, unpacking, packing. I could spend that time training on the guy. Um, We could go in early, stay late for the training. I could do weekends training. You're also Um, going to have a lot of more overtime. Yeah. I'm going to have a lot more time to help that guy you know, get to where I want him to be. 
Well, John, so that's interesting. That's what you that's that's what a lot of people are thinking right now, right? Like you're going to have a lot more overhead. But let's let's break this down. What's your gas bill going to go to if you're just driving back and forth to the shop versus all around? You were at 240 a week, you said. So yes. roughly, let's just call that a thousand bucks a month. What's your rent going to be at the place? Uh, right now, he's saying the first year will be two. He wants the second year to be three, but I'm going to try to talk him down a little bit on that. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. So, <laughs> so 2000. So basically, your rent for the first year will be a thousand bucks. No, in a sense, because you, you're oh, taking yeah, yeah. you're taking right. away the thousand from your gas bill. You know, you basically now you'll have some some other expenses go up. You know, I'm sure maybe some insurance will go up. You're going to have a little bit of utilities and stuff go up. But overall, what? Twelve to fourteen hundred bucks a month extra to run a shop. Is that what it's going to cost? Well, the utilities are luckily included in this. But OK, oh, yeah. nice. so that's pretty nice. Cool. Um, but the issue I'm going to have is what I need to spend to get in there between you know, the special permit fees, some engineering fee that's 2,500 bucks, the oil water separator. That's the issues I'm running into now. But I was also thinking, like you were saying, I'm also going to save money on, I need specialty tools and specialty products to work out in the sauna every day. I don't need to invest in things like that if I'm working inside every day. So that's going to save me a little cash too, I think. And it's going to save me time. I spend at least two hours a day unpacking, packing, unpacking, packing, driving. That's actually what right. I'm saving too. You have to calculate for all your time, every minute of it. And that's, that's exactly it. Good job. So I don't like, like Marty just said, I don't know if it's going to be that much different in overhead. I think it's going to be pretty close. You well, it'll be, for, go ahead. It, yeah. Yeah. It'll be a little different. That's what we said. It'll be a, another grand or so, but could you make up that grand in the hours that you're not having to spend driving or unpacking? Yeah, that's a great. That's what I mean. If you factor that time in, I don't think it's that different. You got it. You can make it happen. Lucas, what were you saying? Uh, Brandon, do you still do, you, you do a lot of work for like the, the local dealerships, right? For the Porsche dealerships and the, just the, the Audi Volkswagen group stuff. Yes, what, I actually. Um, what kind of? What kind of? Are you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, I'm really. Uh, I'm in a conundrum because that one shop I'm talking about is a four thousand square foot. It's beautiful. It's an old dealership. It's got parking spots out the wazoo. Like I could do so much there. But then there's also a place for fifteen hundred plus utilities. It's very small. It's like a little retail store. They said they'd make a garage. I could probably bring two cars in but it's right across from the dealership. So that'd be key too in trying to go so a how, further. With what them. are you going to do for transport for the dealership? Are you still going to go there to do them or are they going to? So if I'm across the street, I don't have to. That's the beauty of it. If I'm yeah, not, you might do that one across the one across the street doesn't need the oil water separator. I think it's going to, but the city didn't say it did, but I guarantee when I get in there, it's still the same County and stipulations so i'm sure it's gonna come up man new york must suck it does <laughs> it does that's why i do mostly waterless washing when i work for a dealership being a lot boy there's a detail shop that we used if they ran out of space in their shop 
and they had to keep a vehicle overnight, they just used the dealership shop to store it overnight and come pick it up in the morning if they needed to. So if you're like, cause two cars isn't really that much. So that could be an option if uh, you ran into a tight space for that. Because of insurance purposes, they won't, unless I'm doing the work for the dealership, they're not gonna allow me to do any work inside. I do a lot of work for them inside. It's like an old mall. They made it into a 14, 15 dealership, like auto mall. Um, but if it's for something on the side that's not through them, I can't really do it. I was just talking about like storing a car in there overnight. Um, it, if you ran out still, of space. It's still, if it's not through them, because okay. not covered yep. under their insurance. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I got it. Great idea, Ben. Yeah. John, what about you, man? How's uh, how's mobile life? Are you uh, are you having thoughts of high prices, high gas prices? Are you is that tossing around in your noggin, or are you just like, yep, fucking, I'm yep. going. But, but, no, I'm. I said, fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm running. But the difference is, here's, here's where I, I finally just got tired of overthinking things. Um, so my business is open for you know, we'll say seven at night till seven in the morning. I we're getting ready to start coming up with some nasty heat soon and our gas prices have gone up like everybody else's and for the longest time I was very fortunate with my gas prices on the CNG side the natural gas not going up well it officially started spiking and it took up so basically now my clients that are further away within or past a like a 30 mile radius are now being charged you know uh, an extra five dollars for that extra fee now, nobody's complained about it yet. Everybody's already been on board saying, you know, I'm surprised you haven't impl implemented it, you know, now. So I, my wife was already telling me a long time ago, I should have done that, you know, and then now it's like the gas price is like what they are. Now it's, everybody's okay with it suddenly. You know, it's, it's because they're paying for it themselves. They suddenly don't want to have to go drive around. So I think you just get to a point where you have to do it. When you pull the trigger, just stick with it. All right. Uh, how big of a den is it affecting? So basically, it's not affecting you in, in a sense. You're just passing it on to the customer, which is, is what I guess we should do. But I mean, geez, you can't you can't click on any group right now with or even just going to Facebook. How many people are posting photos of of mm -hmm. their gas prices? You know, I mean, it's the thing to do. But, so, you know, I guess, we're yes, it has impacted me tremendously. The difference is, is I have changed my own mindset where I started chasing going, okay, for me to do this and to me to function every day, I have to make my dollar amount. And that's what I've always kept at is my dollar amount is I have to make my dollar amount. And when gas prices started going, I'm like, oh shit, well, I guess my dollar amount's got to go up. And that's what I started chasing. When I started chasing that, it impacted my business from here to here. And then I said, okay, just be patient. And then basically it started climbing and started balancing. And now that it's starting to balance, I'm doing okay. All right, man. Cool. All right. So Brandon from Shawshank, I think you saw something that I saw too, but Nick disappeared. I don't know where Nick ran off to. So once Nick comes back, we'll, we'll ask. Oh, there he is. Hello. Uh, what you sipping on there, Nick? Guinness. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah, Dustin's shaking his head now. He he likes it when you say that. That's <laughs> that's it. Now, speaking of the little bar at uh, the Airbnb, we, we found Dustin's favorite beer there. Oh, yeah. oh, dude, I got to find that stuff. I mean, unfortunately, they only had like two of them. So uh, that was sad. Yeah, but, so uh, you know, it is what it is. I'll try to find a place to order them offline and get them shipped here. I'm sure there's yeah. a loophole. Let me know where you get them. I want some. Bad. Bad. Yeah. Because once he saw him, he just kept raving about it to everybody, and he's just sitting there drinking them. And then I finally tried. I was like, "Oh shit, that's really good, man! Like, that's a really good beer." And then yeah, we tried to we tried to buy some and take them back, and they were like, "Uh, no, we're out." I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" Sad day, sad day, sad day. I had the same problem with Nick's chicken and waffles. They were so damn mm. good. I needed them to have them again. I'm not a cook, so I ended up trying to cook them myself. They weren't nearly as good but they look pretty <laughs> fire they looked like they, they look like a much more cost-effective way to do it now that i think about it it looks i mean if i'm down and dirty i just want to get that shit out dude i'm doing that 100%. tyson and egos man tyson and egos <laughs> because then i can just like, pull them like i love that idea because like i if i just had a stock of those like half the meals i've learned how to cook are just from like shit laying around the house if i just like Made it so I always had Egos and Tyson, like chicken fingers around the house. You bet I'll be having that like once. No, a week. I made my own sauce though. I made the Nashville oh, sauce. Good, yeah. good. How'd you make the sauce? Uh, I used honey, um, syrup. There was cayenne pepper, chili pepper. There was a bunch of spices mixed in with it, and uh, some apple cider vinegar. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm. That's not good. That's not good. All right, Nick, what's on uh, the cooking with menu, Nick, tonight? So I've made orange chicken before, like, and, and everybody's had, um, like, the Panda Express orange chicken. I've never made it with duck. And I got two duck breasts. Oh. Duck, orange, orange duck. All right. Walk us through it. Um. Season your duck breasts and then toss them in a little flour to coat them. Fry them up in a shallow, um, shallow fry pan, basically. And how do I put this? It, it's a lot to say in, in like 10 seconds, but <laughs> um, yeah. So you fry up your, your little duck squares. Um, then you make yourself a sauce with orange juice, soy sauce, honey, um, some peppers, orange zest, and vinegar. And and a little bit of cornstarch, like make it thick. Throw that in, let it um, kind of get thick in the pan, and throw that over your your whatever you fried duck, shrimp, chicken doesn't matter, same thing. Um, and that's basically it. Do you eat duck regularly? I wish. It's expensive, bro. It's not Duck's expensive. Sixteen bucks for two breasts, but. Mm. It's like a, it's like crab. It's like a special occasion thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Dustin, man, how's your week? Uh, you uh, you enjoying the shop life, or you know, is you, you're seeing gas prices go up? Is that affecting your business? Um, not yet. I'm sure it will. I mean, we're five dollars a gallon for diesel right now. Uh, but yeah, gas prices, man, I leave my house in the morning and then by the time I come home in the evening, they're, they're a different price. So I, I think, 
I think I had a conversation this morning um, regarding this and the big E word and and uh, where we're headed with that. And, you know, that was a big topic of, hey, are we headed back to another 2008? Uh, you know, where are we going to be? I think it's a time to kind of buckle down and prepare ourselves and for what's to come. And, you know, that's why I reached out to this person and said, hey, I, you know, I'd like some advice, some constructive criticism. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm prepared for what's to come because I wasn't in business in 2008 when all that went, you know, so I, I want to be here and be prepared so I don't get blindsided by it. And, uh, you know, like, like this person said, hey, you know, this, this is the time to probably stack up some money and uh you know make sure it's there so you're you're prepared for thick and thin and whatever's to come hopefully we don't get to that point but uh you know with the, the rapid rise in fuel prices and I, I think we'll see some issues in other areas of the supply chain you name it uh what are your guys' thoughts on that where are we headed uh what you know what are we looking like in the next couple months i guess i don't understand your question uh, I mean, what are you guys doing to prepare for what's to come? Um, you know, we, we don't know what's coming, but we have an idea of where it could go. So, Marty, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? Where should a, a business prepare? Uh, how should a business prepare? Uh, okay. You've gotcha. Been gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight, nine, ten was uh, was interesting. Eleven, twelve was still taking time. Which was a lot of why, you know, in 16, 17, I was so vocal with I was going, guys, this is amazing. This is the best time ever. Like, e e but it's not going to last as 1920 got closer. It was just like, hey, 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 so, yeah, man, you're, you're absolutely right. Times are getting tough. People are are looking at it and going, oh, what do I do? Well, a you look at your budget first. Um evaluate your expenses, evaluate your cost, evaluate where you can save. All right. Like uh, how much do you spend on entertainment? I would break it as far as I could go down there. What can I cut out? If, you know, if I'm in a position that uh, I'm, I'm feeling a pinch, right. Whether it's gas prices or hell, I, I mean, I've talked to plenty of people outside of our industry that, you know, maybe they're in construction or, and rebuilds or anything that people are going to have to spend money. You know, they don't have to do a remodel. They might just want to. I mean, those people are dropping like flies. That $60,000, $70,000 remodel is, is going away pretty quickly. So it's being, you, you can tell it's being felt around just overall economy and industry is, especially as, as mobile tech was, going on everybody was talking about the e-word i mean it seemed like every single person that sat down on stage kept on talking about economy so there's there's definitely a, there's that buzz i i would no doubt control my expenses number one i mean that's that's just what i do i i, I always live under my means so you, you really can never go belly up if you're always living under what you make that, that might mean some serious cutbacks for people. It, it really might. Um, it yeah. might mean it, it might mean that uh, you, you work longer. It might mean you work and do pick up jobs that you hadn't <laughs> you hadn't thought of before to get your, you know, to get you, you know, 
from not going belly up to get you up above your expenses. But many of the people that we've talked to, and even inside of the detailing industry, some of those big ticket jobs are are flying off the board. People aren't aren't doing them. So it, the second thing would be to to look at maybe my direction as a company should it go in a different direction, right? Like if I've headed in a, in a way that the economy allowed it to, now the economy's changing, then from a big picture view, I got to go, all right, I need to change too. There, there's so many people that just get stuck in what used to be, and they just keep doing what used to be. But that's not the quote-unquote game, right? The, the game of business is to flow with the economy is to flow where money is. If money's drying up in certain places, well, what do you do? You got to go find a new watering hole. You don't just keep sitting at the watering hole, right? Like we've all seen the movies or the videos, at least if, if you've been any kind of national geographic type of guy or ever watched any of that stuff, right? Like I, I have, I've always been fatuated by animals in the Sahara or, you know, Africa or whatever. One of my biggest things in life was to go be at on a safari in Africa. Like it just, it blew my mind, right? Like it's what I'd always wanted to do. But what the core element of existence of, of an animal is if there's water, I go to water. If there's no water, I got to go find a new place to get water. If money's going to start drying up, I, I've got to make some changes with my own budget. And then I might have to make some changes with the direction of where I'm headed. Right. I mean, I, you might just need to change your packages. You might just need to go pick up those mom minivans that you really hadn't wanted to do. You might just need to go do some stuff that what well, hasn't really been why you got into the style of detailing you got into. But yeah. that's economy. That's the game. Like that's that's the way you play it. You always got to make adjustments. I couldn't agree more. And, and, uh, Renny Doyle did a live stream earlier. So I jumped on there and just checking that out for a few minutes. And, and he, you know, he actually said, he, uh, you know, these high end coding jobs, we don't have much time left there. And, you know, I, I agree. I, I think they're drying up relatively quick. I That's think great. He's, he's just know. now saying it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you know, and, th and that's what I've kind of been taking a, taking a look at and, you know, with the conversation I had today was, you know, yeah. Who'd you have that conversation with? Uh, you might know the guy, Nick. <laughs> oh, okay. Nick gave yeah. you some good advice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. And I want to reach out to him because, you know, he's been there, he's been through it and, uh, you know, I, I might overthink some of this stuff, but I want to be well prepared. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of Dave Ramsey ish, uh, you know, take some of his principles and uh, kind of structure that into my business, but not all of them. And uh, just looking long term, you know, we just brought on a new guy. Um, he's he's in training. So I'm hoping over the next month we can get his speed up to where it needs to be for interior details. And this will kind of free me up. Uh, to do more coding jobs and more marketing and push more product because that's really where I need to be. Uh, so I'm just looking, you know, long term future and, you know, having guys like you and Nick that have been through this is, uh, you know, incredible. Uh, so I, I'm thankful for the knowledge that you guys are able to share and uh, help out guys like us that are kind of going into this economy blind. <laughs> so 
uh, we, we don't know what to expect. I mean, prices are rising on everything and, uh, man, we just got to be ready for it when the storm gets here. And, uh, so looking long-term, looking at some packages that we're currently offering, maybe restructure those a little bit. Uh, I know I'm really going to ramp up, uh, you know, what we're doing, doing more and more jobs over the next couple of months and just hammer those out, uh, just in case things get really bad this summer, but, uh, you know, we'll see just trying to stack and stack and stack. So we're ready for the long haul. Yeah. And, uh, you mentioned products and you got a nice little array of products there with you. That's, that's one thing that people could do, right? I mean, that's the trajectory of business where if you decide that, Hey, maybe I should find some new paths, maybe some new options. It's definitely one option to get into. No doubt. I, I know multiple people here on the call have gotten into it. So, um, and John just got his, his big boy done. So John's excited, ready to go. Uh, big shows coming up this summer and he's excited to, to branch off an, a new style of business for himself. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm excited for you, man. We're, we're going to be jumping into, uh, some shows and stuff like that too. So it's all new to me, man. If you guys have Dude, same, no, same here, man. Way. Just, you got my number, man. Call me, man. Cause let's talk about it. Cause we can figure out the pros and cons. I don't care what area you're in. We all face the same things, man. That's it. That's it. We'll, we'll shed some knowledge and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. We were going to go out to a car show this weekend, but, uh, it's going to be 60 degrees on Friday and we're supposed to get, uh, three inches of snow this weekend. So the car show has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That storm's going to be here with us on Friday. Uh, I hate it, man. We can't catch a break. It was literally 70 degrees Saturday. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was sitting, you weren't on the, the call, uh, uh, earlier. My Saturday was uh, a good chunk of it was spent watching a soccer game, right? Outside, it was beautiful weather. Everything was great. But I mean, I just, the wind was blowing. You got all this dead grass blowing. Like my allergies have just been kicking my ass all week. Oh man. Yep. Uh, I've been, I've been stuck inside the shop, dude. So between trying to get the new guy trained up, spending time with him and teaching him the ins and outs, and then focusing on keeping up on the coding jobs is kind of been tough. So that's why I've been here late at night, but uh, I I think it'll get better once, you know, once he learns and and stuff. So look, looking forward to making it home before nine o'clock at night, one of these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I bet. Wifey's hey Ben, tired of it. <laughs> been curious from you. Um, you know, you guys drive around, right? Like, or is it always in one spot? But I think if you're doing fleet washing, you're always going around. It's just me, myself, and I right now that works. Uh, one day I'll hire somebody. Uh, but yeah, I'm okay. all over the place. Um, uh, I'd say try to do some math here. I drive 250 to 300 miles a week in just my uh, work vehicle or more. Uh, sometimes two of my locations are like an hour away in opposite directions. Luckily, they're on different days, but um, that, that's just to get to that location. Um, so, yeah, I spend a fair bit on fuel right now. I just drove past a gas station earlier today where diesel is 240 a liter. And I was like, ooh, that's a gut punch. Luckily, I got, uh, I filled up on Monday for $1.70 something for a liter of diesel. And then, uh, but even then, between uh, 
the diesel for the truck and uh, the gasoline for my pressure washers and my daily driver. Spent 400 bucks for the week. And then, uh, so next week it'll be even more. Yay. <laughs> so how do you, how do you handle that as a mobile fleet guy? Um, well, my overhead for the washing itself is uh, fairly low. Like I just have insurance on the truck and then uh, the fuel, really, the soap. Um, I'd say soap, I'm spending uh, maybe 200 a week on soap. So it's not that much. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, one of my accounts way back at uh, just for Christmas time, I talked to them about uh, upping my prices from $30 a truck to 45 and then uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, not a problem, not a problem. Just send me an email to confirm it all and all this and that. And then, uh, so this week I actually did that. Uh, what are we, three months later? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we talked about it earlier. Here it is. Uh, the price is going to be going up uh, starting this week. And then uh, if there's any problems, let me know. And then other than that, um, one of my accounts not too long ago raised their prices from 30 to 45. And that's uh, that's 60 trucks a week I wash for them. So that's not bad. And then, I don't know, it's, I just basically spend one of my days or like one of my weekdays uh, that I wash and I spend that money on fuel for the week out of my six days a week, a week I work. So I don't know, I'll, I'll feel it, but it's not going to affect me too much. I just can't uh, go on uh, frivolous dates and uh, spend all my money everywhere I want. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's that's what I'm I kind of meant a little bit earlier, Dustin. With that was entertainment, right? Frivolous things that maybe before we were used to just doing whatever because we had this extra, you know, cheddar coming in, right? Yeah, I think where I'm at. Uh, I, I wanted to buy a new boat, but I'm like, uh, I think I'm gonna hold off now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's smart. You know, we I've talked about that with my family. We're we're due. We've we sold a boat and we're, we're due to get a different, you know, cause we, we love to be out on the lake in the summer, but it's like, Hey, we really should as a family, we should be really smart. and just take a couple years. Like let's, let's just get through this time. Right. This is a time not to go waste money. It, yeah. it really isn't. It sucks, but I mean, yeah, it sucks. Cause we, we love to boat and everything. And that was our plan was to upgrade our boat this year. And you know, we don't have kids, so it's just my wife and I, but that's the thing we like to do. But hey, we're just like you, just like you guys, you know, we're stepping back and saying, hey, let's let's just, uh, you know, squish this in the dirt for now and let's see what happens. But uh, man, <laughs> who yeah. knows what's going to happen? You got many more summers, you got many more opportunities. Uh, you, you will definitely young. You two, it, it, the best would be, uh, as Nick told you, uh, you know, keep that money, keep that money close. Don't, don't go spend it. Mm, no kidding. No kidding. So you got married, you got married. You want to tell us about that? <laughs> That's why I, that I thought Come his on, voice man. was scratchy from the party. No, no. The voice is scratchy from, uh, from the allergies. I was, I was chugging down a bunch of stuff that I could on Monday and Tuesday to be ready. Uh, listen, man, it's, it's great. Uh, super happy, excited. So the, the reason for Blue Moon is uh, that's how we met. Uh, she had made a story on, on Facebook. Thank you uh, about Blue Moon. And I'd said comment about I like the beer. And that's how we got started talking. And the first date we went on was to uh, go hear a buddy of mine. He was going to launch into a comedy. 
he'd never done stand-up comedy and he was going to do his first one. And he, I said, Hey man, this would be a lot of fun. Let's go watch him. Sure enough, they had blue moon. So we drank blue moon and watched, uh, watch my buddy try and do comedy. And that was our first date. And that was, uh, 10 months ago. That's awesome, man. I, I'm excited Congrats, for man. you. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's a blast. Uh, so that's after the wedding, we went and took photos there at the, the place and then to the other place. Basically our first day we bar hopped. <laughs> like <laughs> that really was our first day. So we just went, went back around to the different bars and took photos and had a great time. It was a great day. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. Uh, all right. Uh, Lucas. Why are you in such a dark place? I think it's my big question with you. <laughs> oh, I forgot to plug this light back in. Did the uh, gas prices affect you so much? The electricity didn't get turned on? Yeah, pretty Poor. much. <laughs> Poor oh, they, they, they have affected me absolutely none thus far. My, Good. I, my shop's close enough to my house that, <clears throat> I mean, I drive probably, I, I get diesel once a month. And my car gets 53 miles per gallon. So I, I might, when I fill up later this month, it'll probably, I haven't filled up in three weeks. When I fill up probably next week, it'll be $10 more for hopefully only $10 more. But yeah, it's not, luckily, you know. Well, and that's the right spot to be in, right? Like yeah. that's the, the thing about going through tough times is, is the conservatives that come out better. So mm -hmm. it just depends on if you're a conservative and I don't mean liberal or conservative. Come on. Like, this is not a political thing. This is just a, mm -hmm. where you're at on your spending, right? Like yeah. if you're conservative, if you've well, done I mean, things I, conservatively. I kinda, yeah. I've, I've built the business thus far on cash. I don't have any, any business debt and I've, I've worked over the past year and a half. I mean, it's no secret that when, certain people are elected to power certain things happen with the economy so i foresaw this spike of inflation coming about a year ago so i started selling off some things paying off some debts so i paid off probably 20 grand worth of debt in the last year and built the business on cash at the same time which was not entirely the easiest thing to do but yeah it's working out so far it is harder to do it just off of cash mm -hmm. it's extremely difficult but that discipline is really what helps you get through these times. Yeah. And then, you know, of course I do stupid things every now and then like buy a new Xbox, like I did on Saturday. All <laughs> 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 right. Like Dustin, yeah. your approach, like you, you, you're a, uh, I think you, you, you say his name. I'm from what, uh, that financial Dave guy. Ramsey. I mean, Dave, yeah, Dave Ramsey. Ramsey. So, I mean, if you handle your shit, then you should have a little left over, which is that's what it should be. Like you should Enjoy. still Enjoy you yourself. should still have some that you just go spend, right? Like you should still do that. But if you've defined everything out, if you've got your budget down, if you don't have your expenses out of control, then that allows that opportunity. It, it, the change of economy going through it all, it doesn't. I mean, if you've done that the whole time, you're, you're going to be fine. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's it what it what it exposes is the people that haven't done that. That's what it exposes. Like, and it doesn't matter if you got cash in the bank or you don't have cash in the bank. If you can control what you spend versus what you take in, 
you'll be okay. But the people that have just gone so far and so heavy in a direction, they're always trying to chase because they've got these massive expenses. Well, that's the people that you find out first and and they fall hard. The beautiful thing about real quick working for yourself is that we have the ability to, I mean, we're in charge of making what we want. So we, if you have the drive and the, the knowledge of what to do, you can, you can adjust your, your own form of making income to become, you know, make what you have to. Absolutely right, Lucas. And I wish people would hear you say that, right? Like I, I wish they would hear you, but there's so many detailers that once they just get a little cheddar, boy, they love to buy a lot of shit. And it's gone so quickly. That's why I, I, I know so many people like I don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I could use new polishers and stuff like that, but there's guys that have new polishers. I'm like, dude, you, you can't use all those. You're always going to have your, your top three favorite anyways. And you have four sitting in the box. Come on, dude. He's like, well, it's just in case. No, it's just in case. What in case the economy has. And, and then suddenly what we're stuck with all these polishers. I have refrained and, and it has sucked because there's times I'm like, well, I have a little extra, little extra money right now. I'm like, oh, I could use this. But then I'm like, do I really need it? So I've really had to check myself in the past year saying, do I need it or do I want it? And really have to make that discipline. Yeah. And uh, listen, the, 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 <laughs> the amount of people that are, are, are still buying, this is why I think it's a fascinating discussion. And that's one that Nick and I have, I mean, we've talked about it, right? I mean, you guys have, have heard it over the past year plus. We've talked about what could happen, right? Like what is coming? So I, I'm glad others are just now at Mobile Tech going, e economy, oh, like wonderful. I'm glad. Like, but when you're thinking about it and you're a detailer, what should you do? Well, you don't go buy frivolous things. That's the number one thing going into this moment. There's a local detailer that just bought this. I mean, beautiful, gorgeous vehicle from another detailer. Now, the other detailer that sold it was an older detailer. He sold it to a younger detailer. Was there no head scratching there from the younger detailer? Like, hmm, this Are guy's dumping a, a really good look, a good vehicle. Hmm. It, oh, I should buy it right now when the economy is doing this and every, the gas price and everything. Like, is that really the smart thing to do? I'm going to say no, like you, you got to really start looking at there's no doubt that Dustin, that I guess maybe the number three thing to do is pull your fucking head out of your ass. Like, like they're just they, there's some dumb decisions people make. And, and when you go into these times, there's no room for dumb decisions. There's just not. I mean, you you, you can be in real bad trouble real fast uh, if your money's drying up, if the economy's drying up, if things are if the stream is drying up. And you're the last fucking gazelle still there trying to drink water. You're you're in you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Bren. Exactly what you guys are talking about is why I'm so worried about getting the shop. So, I, I'll ask your opinion on this. One of the reasons I was going to do it, I always had my hand in many different watering holes. I never focused my business on one thing, just in case one, another thing slows down. Um, I can't really advertise scratch repair and paint touch-ups driving to someone's house for one scratch. Um, I do a lot for a dealership. So I was thinking with a central location, I can advertise the hell out of it. Say I save you thousands of dollars from going to a body shop and get that other type of clientele in the doors as well. Cause that's more of a necessity than it is, you know, a want. 
So what's your thoughts on that? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's. Mm, go ahead, Mark. No, well, I was just going to say you're basically giving yourself a reason to get that shop and you're going to have to hunt new business in order to get that shop. Well, I'll still have I have the clients. Bringing I know. From an hour away. I know. It's just I know. it's just. But in your question, form of income, I was exactly thinking. that's what I'm saying. You're going to. Yeah. And, and it's and you said, though, that it's a reason that you're thinking about it. That so you're amongst you're, others. Yeah. I get it. But yes, right? Like it's one of the reasons that you're thinking about that shop and you're going to have to go hunt new business for it. Is now the time to be doing that? Maybe if you can save them money. Right? I mean, it, if people are going to customers are going to be wanting to save money right now. So, is that a good time for it when they're wanting to save money? Yeah. It, it is. But then is it a good time for you to go into a lot of overhead when maybe you could take another place that might meet some other needs that you, what's the cost comparison between the one right across the dealership and the one that's down the road and it's 4,000 square feet. The first year, not much. The second year, about seven, $800 less or more, more for the larger one, not near the dealership. No, the one near the dealership is about the same for the first year. Yeah, because it doesn't include utilities. Okay. And then the second year it does? Uh, the second year it doesn't, but the second year and the larger one, the rent's going to go up the second year. Gotcha. Gotcha. I follow you. And would the dealership still move down? Will it still send you the cars or are you going to lose that account? No, I'll just have to continue to go to them. Like You'll just service it mobile. Yeah. So it yeah. would take you away from the shop. Yeah there on site to ring that overhead balanced out because you got to you got to keep all that pieces in mind yeah you're you're in a you're in a, a quandrum so to speak yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah is there a right way or a wrong way i don't i don't think so but the, the evaluation is is basically do you need to be at this point in time should you be hunting new business to you know to give yourself a reason to do that four thousand one and if you really think, and this, this is just your, your own gut, right? Like you go with your gut on this. If you think that people are going to want those services, not just in your own imagination, but you know that there's plenty of people that will do that because it will save them money, not just under a theory, but you know it, then that sounds like a great, great direction. Yeah. I, the only thing that scares me is where the future is going to be. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, cause, cause, well, because other that, than that, like just like uh, Lucas said, I built my business from cash too. I've never taken any loans, never nothing. I've always take took chances. I've always put the money, made good decisions, but yep. I've never been through something like this either. You know, yep. so but if something like, doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel yeah. right. It and and here's what I know is that two thousand dollars a month it doesn't go away. I mean, no, one of my, one of my biggest, biggest, uh, I mean, I've had businesses fail. I did one, one, my biggest uh, failure in business was called auto spa at the mall. One we, we landed one location and got another location and we were a uh, valet and detail shop that when you come to the mall, you shop, we shine, you know, it, it does great in, in major cities, 
and Tulsa, it, it failed miserably. Oklahoma City, we did pretty well until a guy wrecked a car, and that, that caused us that location. But, you know, in Tulsa, it, it failed very badly. I mean, we, we had everything that we thought was right. We had every direction. Went, and, you know, this was, uh, this was in the middle of all that, right? This was uh, 2009. Um, we, we thought we had all our ducks in a row. And it, it failed miserably. It cost it cost me and my partner almost forty five grand in in the middle of all that disaster. And then that was the launch of that was that was the the next step for for what then I built here. That, that business failed as I was then going to go get into chemicals. Um, that was extremely difficult to to pay. We owed them two thousand bucks a month for that location. And that was very difficult uh, to every month, plus the insurance, plus everything else. Like at 2000 bucks a month, man, that, that really takes a chunk. Now, some people across the country are going 2000. I would love to have $2,000 a month in rent. So, you know, it, it, it all varies based on areas and location. But well, in my yeah, area, that's high. 2000 is high for you. Yeah, most everyone I'm talking to, they're like, yeah, that's a lot of money. I consider it a lot of money, you know, but not not everybody does. Some people are paying eight to ten. Some people are paying a lot more. Depends on on where they're at. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, it it sucked us down pretty hard. It was tough to to keep every, especially in the winter, to keep everything going with with that two thousand plus everything else. I mean, that business failed. I I had to pay on it for for years and years and years, you know, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough deal, but, uh, did people stop coming to the mall because of economy? Maybe, you know, there's, there was a lot of different reasons of what it could have caused or what, why it demise. But I mean, it, there's no doubt that things do fail definitely in tough times that it happens. I, you know, <laughs> Well, the big issue, as you know, Marty, too, because you guys were talking about 70 degree week. It wasn't that here. The other big issue is where I live. I mean, there's a lot of months that I can't do everything that I offer as a business. So same here. Man. Another hard fight, too. But well, I mean, I can see you've you've made up in your mind, which many mobile detailers have like the next path for their journey. And listen, Brandon, there's no right or wrong, right? I know it's just that you it's you seem to have made up your mind that you need a location. I'm kind of like this. I have I have positives, I have negatives, they're right about here. You know what I mean? One's I don't know. Right. Your positive seems a bit more. You're, I you're yeah. it, I feel you know like you're saying? debating, I feel like you're debating between which location. That's a but I think you've pretty much made up in your mind that you need to have a location. I did until the war started happening. Oh. Uh, and now, like, even talking to suppliers, talking to other people, and things that are going to be even more limited here soon, it's kind of got me double thinking the situation. So now you're thinking maybe I should just wait it out? Because all the. That's what I'm thinking. It won't be there if I wait it out. Someone else is going to take it, but don't let uh, jump on it. I don't know. Scared money doesn't make money. I had a very rich farmer tell me that once, <laughs> and it was a true <laughs> statement ever. Here's the thing, Brandon. 
you know, you need, you need a shop. I think with the quality that you bring, uh, you're very well known in your area among all these dealerships and stuff. I think you need a shop and I would probably do right across from that dealership, man, get you some signs, get you some banners, everything, uh, you know, so then you're right there. And the nice thing about having a shop, dude, you can be there late at night working on stuff. You tell people, drop it off. I'll call you when it's done. I don't know when it'll be done, but I'll call you when it's done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can work stuff in. If your schedule's full, you can just be like, look, bring it by. I'll work a couple late hours. I'll knock it out. Boom. There's your rent money. Uh, you know, yeah, it sucks. I get it, dude. I went back and forth. When I put an offer to buy this place, I took my offer off the market or off, I took the offer back because I was scared. But then I came back. I'm like, look, I'm already paying thousand dollars a month for an oversized single stall. Put the offer back on, bumped it up another eighteen grand, and bought the shop. Uh, I, you got, I, I mean, from you know the outside looking in, from where you're headed, I think you really need to take the step to the shop. And you know, you don't want to miss out on an opportunity to get this place, especially if it's right across from the dealership. I feel like that is a great place to be and just being on a, in a good commercial location is going to be, it's going to be very beneficial. Like I never used to have people stop in uh, at my old shop. Cause it was kind of like off the beaten path. You couldn't see it. But now that I'm on the main drag, I have people stopping in all the time just to check it out. Hey, I want to get you to look at this or, Hey, I was just stopping in, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, you don't sweat it too much. It's scary. But, you know, for somebody like yourself, I, I don't think you're going to have a single issue. You will find a way. And especially as good as you are, dude, you got this, man. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it very much. All right, so I guess we ought to take a vote then because Dustin pretty much said go to the dealership <laughs> side. I'm with Dustin. I'd go to that one, too. I, you know, are we going to make Brandon's mind up tonight and make a vote? Well, one yeah. thing I didn't tell you the size. Difference. I got two votes for you. <laughs> the, oh, the one near the dealership i could probably fit two cars in comfortably three very tight the other one you could put about five or six in okay yeah but you're one person what's the worst you hire one guy to work with you dude exactly you move them in and on, out i don't plan on being one person though i think i might i'll grow that other shop pretty quickly oh, okay. Oh, okay but if we're thinking that and here's Today, where the here's where the perspective comes in right though Right, like, because we just talked about all the what could be, right? Like, what could happen? But then I'm gonna outgrow the shops, you know. So that maybe it's the time to to be a little bit more conservative and go with the smaller shop. You yeah. know, go with as close as you can to the dealership that is feeding you a lot that you're not gonna have to drive back and forth. And and if it's dealership car that you need to store overnight, you know that you can take it back to them because it's their car and you could keep your cars and the people that you want to service there at, uh, at night, if you need to Lucas. So Brandon, if you get the 4,000 square foot shop, does that mean that you're not going to be doing any of the dealership cars or would you still be going? He's got to drive back and forth. I'd still go okay. to the dealership. It's only 15 miles away. Um, but I only do that two days a week. They're about 40% of my business. 60% is retail. Um, so I'd still be balancing both. So do you see the opportunity at that other shop to be able to grow it into 100% retail? 
or close to it anyway? Um, I see an opportunity to grow in it. I don't think I'd ever drop these dealerships. Um, I think I'd hire people on to do maintenance washes while I'm at the dealership. For your smaller shop that you're looking at getting, there's if you hire somebody to do the work in the shop, there's nothing stopping you from being out mobile. So you like alleviate some of the space that you take up in the shop working on cars, right? So that's a great idea. Um, I was thinking the opposite though. I wanted to keep mobile if I could maintenance, but my high-end work is a lot harder to do mobile. I've been doing it for years like that, wet sanding, buffing, ceramic coatings. It's really hard to do outside. Yeah. Um, so I'd like the opposite if I could, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah, man. Shop is the way to go. It really is. I'm going to go with Dustin now. I'm going to lean over towards that dealership side. Yeah, yeah I'm I, with th you guys. I think that's the move too. You'd be surprised what I do out of a, a shop that's thousand square feet. I can fit two cars in here and You'd be surprised when I do have a garage. Yeah, I mean it's I mean yeah. there's guys that do you that make this. more money than some ten thousand square foot shops out of their home garage. It's but Lucas, do you have issues when you have a coated car and you have to have it sit there while you work on another car? Not generally. I usually will coat I'll, I'll schedule interiors and coatings so that they're not overlapping necessarily. Um, and if they are, I'll, I'll do the interiors before I get started on, on the, on the coated on the coating. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's nice. If you have the shop, you have the flexibility to be able to move around what cars you do when, so that if a car needs to, sit, cause I, I try and leave coated cars to sit overnight in the heat, especially when it's, you know, eight degrees outside so that they can harden <laughs> a little bit and I'll do, I'll do an interior in the morning and then I'll get to the coating in the afternoon if I have one. Otherwise, you know, it's, I'll try and parse a coating for a day and then a couple interiors the next day. And I'll try and schedule it so that it's not, you know, two of those in the same. And in the summer, I'll just, if summer is a little bit even more flexible, because then I can just park a car outside the back door and I can get a car cleaned outside, even just with the shade of the building while I have a car in here curing or it's it, it's nice to have in every way and it, it's you'll even get people that like dustin said they just stop by you'll you'll get business just by having a physical location because in a lot of people's minds it's like oh now you're a real business I, which i'm i don't think that's what makes you a real business but in a lot of people's minds if you have a physical location brick and mortar they they see that as automatically they want to stop in and give you money yeah, I've noticed that too, uh, Lucas, with like even like Google My Business. Um, I, mm -hmm. I was texting Marty because I was getting a lot of people, uh, you know, I'm booking a lot of appointments lately, but a lot of people think I'm, I'm not like, oh, you don't see your address. And then as soon as I tell them I'm mobile, they're like, oh, I've never heard of that before. Like, I, I'm like, really? Like, but because Google, I can, put, crazy. Like, what, what, I can put like where I service, but like I don't have my address showing. And, uh, like part of like even like Google, like through Square, if you want to have like you can book through Square on Google, you have to have a physical location for them to do it. So right. I, it's kind of weird. Which is yeah. weird. Yeah. But See, like I've the one problem. Yeah. The one I did this weekend, the guy thought uh, last weekend, the guy thought I was uh, a shop. He's like, oh, you're actually coming to my house. He's all surprised. Like I was going to, so luckily he was pretty close. He was like 10 miles from me. So I drove in, did the car, and the guy was even telling me, like, oh, you should get a building. Like, you know, you could do this. And he was just surprised I was able to quote his car. But I use the shade from like in the, in the during the day 
it was sun was in it, but it was kind of cloudy. But as soon as uh, I started getting a little later in the day, the shade covered the car, and I was able to coat it no problem, and it was pretty good. Yeah, and Brandon, the, the biggest things about where we live up here in the north is that you you will work all year. I was it was my first year in the shop, and I was busy every day all winter long. I had it was ninety eight percent interiors, but it was all winter long, and I didn't have to stay at home or get a side job because I was mobile and I couldn't do anything outside. And then also, um, you can, it's just, it's what you want. That's what made me think I was booked it's what all you want. winter. I yeah. was booked all winter because I was able to use a client's garage. Right. Something wow. happened with that client in his personal life. I can't use it anymore, wow. but I got that tease and I'm I'm in the northeast and I was booked all winter. It's insane. And it, overhead maybe a little more, but you can make more money too because you got to. I mean, I when I when I when I transitioned from mobile to to shop, I had all but one client was like, "Oh, it's about time." And I didn't lose. I lost one client who lived far away and didn't want to drop the car off. But other than that, it was every client was still was happy to bring me their car. It's just kind of like. In the customer's mind, that's how their their mindset is. If they're going to go to a mechanic, they're leaving their car for a, a couple of days, a week, whatever it takes. And it's the kind of the same vein with this business is that they're going to assume they want to leave their car, and it it gives you more of a repertoire with the higher end quiet clients too. I know there's you know luxury mobile guys, but a lot of the really really rich guys they. I've, I had people who didn't want to hire me because I was mobile and I was like, no, 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 I can still do a great job mobile, but they didn't want to because they had it in their heads that the mobile guys were, you know, they didn't have a shop, so they weren't going to do as good a job for some reason, but you know, that's how it is. And that's been my I niche, brother. And that's exactly how they are because until they go on my website, see them legit, they hear mm -hmm. mobile and they're like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I do PPF, and that's exactly one thing that completely changed the game. Was when people go, "You can do it." I'm like, yeah. I'm like, anything the shop can do other than tinting windows because I choose not to. I can do it, and I can do it well. I just choose not to. And they're like, "You should start tinting windows." I'm like, nope. I don't fucking care about it. I hate it. I do not want to tint windows. I will find somebody to do it. But yeah, I'll sure come and do your uh, paint protection film. They're like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." I'm like, "Oh, by the way." I do ceramic coating too. Oh shit. Can you just do both of them? Yep. So my job went from $900 to $2,000 job because I kept pushing going. No, it's, I don't know how many times people mobily go, you know, go, oh, you're mobile. Yeah. So it's $25 wash. Like, no, it's $25 for me to leave my driveway. Sorry. It's just the reality. And it's because they have gotten that in their head that because it's mobile quality is not there. And I can, find five detailers right now excluding myself that do great work mobily that if they had a shop they probably would fail because they succeed so well at the higher end quick let's get in get out deliver the great quality because they're good at it and you know if they have lax time that would be a downfall me i can actually shift both ways so i can i would love a shop but if i don't have a shop yeah, okay. Like I just lost a huge opportunity for a shop and I was pissed for about a week. It's now a blessing because <laughs> they screwed me over. And long story short, it, they were just using me as a stepping stone 
to interest a whole nother business because oh, this yeah, building had been had been yeah. sitting you, vacant for five me, years. You're telling yeah. us about that. Yeah. Good smart, good smart move so, on your side. So we just we just said nope. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, I want to ask Joe Clean because Joe Clean's a guy that started out mobile. Joe Clean uh, then built a really nice shop, but Joe, your shop isn't a traditional. Where's your shop at? Uh, my shop is in Brandon, Florida. Uh, I got it in a storage. So a guy has some roll-up doors, and I just so happen to put my detail shop in his roll-up doors. Is so. that a Floridian thing? Because there's quite a few Floridians that do that, but I don't. That's, that's why I brought it up. I knew that was the case, and it's not really a thing through other parts of the country that I know of. Yeah, we, but I know we can't do it here. Yeah, but in Florida, it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, we don't have the water restrictions, uh, I guess, at other places. I would say Cali, if I know anybody else. But I, it was a garage. I actually cut a hole in this guy's floor because I can fill it back in with cement uh, later. But I made my drain so I could detail inside. So, uh, man, my, uh, let me let you my shop came in handy today, like handy. I got a 2020 Dodge Ram that I detail out of because my van, I stopped working inside of it because I'm about to sell that. Went out of town for my my grandfather's funeral, came back. My my phone charger for some odd reason killed my battery, and I don't know how that happened in this new truck. But my battery was completely dead; it will not charge. Dealer wants to charge me five hundred dollars. AAA took four hours to come, and I end up just detailing in my shop today. All my clients mobile. I had to cancel them, and people were uh, consistently calling. So my wife was like. Hey, would you want to take on a car today at the shop? I'm like, yeah. Do you want another one? Yeah. Do you want to? And she just called <laughs> me up in cars today at the shop. And that's how my day ended. I'm just not really getting off from work right now from oh, the shop. 938, yeah. Yeah. And it started you, out at 930 this morning with a bad battery. You you found a you found a cool spot. Did it take you a long time? How long did you search for? Was that a, a struggle to search for, or did it just fall in your lap? I have a bad habit that I look for the things that don't look like it's supposed to be something mm -hmm. and I make it into something uh, like a detail shop. So my last location was a house and I gutted the whole front yard and I put brick pavers and made it a half loop from coming in and driving out. And I turned it into a detail shop, added a room to it, made a training facility. And this one was a storage. So like I say, I just started asking people questions. And the landlord lived in California. And this place has been abandoned for five years. Now there's a new coat of paint on the wall. The guy next door to me moved in a month or two or two months ago, and he sells slingshots. There's another guy coming in, and he's doing some kind of cabinetry or something like that. So because I came in there and did what I did to my interior, he's like, oh, my God, I didn't think he, nobody would turn this into uh, this. He didn't know what I meant when I said I need a detail shop. And when I showed him, now he's like, so now he painted it. He's about to pave the driveway. So it's all looking good. But it was just an underdog thing. And because it's on Highway 60, there's like 30,000 plus cars going by every single day. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this location and make it into something. And that's how I ended up there. And then are you going to close down mobile? You said you're selling your van? Yeah, well, my van... I owe a thousand dollars on my van right now, and I bought it for twenty-seven thousand back in two thousand and 
2014, I bought this van with 30 miles on it. It's a 2015. It has mm-hmm. 97,000 miles on it. And they're offering me 32,000 for it. <laughs> and <laughs> I owe a choice. thousand. So no I, it's one of those things. So yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah. So I will sell that, get the working capital off of that and do my marketing and build up my shop. And I would just have to cut off all my mobile. This 2020 Dodge Ram, I'm going to get rid of it. So I found out that this dealer today got the truck that the SUV that my wife wants. So they didn't, okay, they had it, but it's not the right color. So I'm not going to go get it, but I'm waiting on her color to come in. I'm going to trade this in and get her an SUV that she really wants. And I will have a piece of car that I'm buying for cash because I'm just going A to B and I'm going to work on my shop all day, every day until I build it out. So that's where I'm at. Because customers will drop us, well, drop me like it's going out of style if somebody charges cheaper than me. And then they try to call me back after months and say, hey, can you come by? And it's like, you didn't realize that you dropped me because somebody came with a cheaper price. And that's why I'm like, I can get away from people. I don't have any attachments to people anymore. I'm done with that. So that's where I'm at with my shop. And any, uh, we've been talking about gas prices, the E-word economy, you know, any concerns about having the overhead of a shop or did you get, did you find such a great deal that you really don't have concerns because you, you just made such a great deal uh, as a business deal? Okay. Well, I can say it like this. I, if it's anybody that needs to be betted on, it's me. I won't bet on a football game. I won't bet on horses. I won't bet on anything except me. It's hard for me to even play the lottery unless it goes up into that crazy billion dollar, whatever. But I will bet on me. So I found out that I can detail one car and pay my $1,600 a month rent and be done with everything. Because my light bill is only like 100, 125. I got cable there. I mean, internet for, for my fire stick. So my bills is about $1,700 a month or a little bit above that. And I've been, if I had to do cars for $25, all I have to do is about five cars a day and I'll still make profit. So with that being said, if I'm charging 160 for my regular washes and anywhere from 25 to 33 grand for ceramic coating and with a detail with the engine and all this other crap, I can do one of those a month and pay my bills there. And then I do the same thing, do another one and pay my mortgage. So it's a, it's, it's what they call the millionaire math. I just start, I just got to make $200 a day and I'll pay for both my shop and my mortgage at the house and my $900 a month truck payment and my $500 a month van payment, which the van is about to be done. I don't know why I'm just don't pay it off for a thousand dollars, but it's, it's, it's my calculation. So I could do a car for $200 in a day. I think you so, said 900 bucks a month truck payment. Yeah. I, I kind of pay a little over my payment because my truck, pay, my, my truck is $58,000 a month and it's like eight, eight sixty, whatever it is. And I just pay 900 a month and just make it even like my child support is only 300, but I pay them five. I pay my ex five. So it's just my thing I do, but here nor there, um, I just calculate all my bills and I got to make 227 a day is what I have to make. And that would pay my regular bills. 
And then anything on top is vacation and last minute funeral trips that I just take has taken um, that I just whatever the past tense is that I took. It, but and overall, I mean, you're a big budget guy then, huh? One of the questions um, one of the questions earlier was asked about, you know, moving moving into where where we're headed, because there's a lot of theory that as as uh, as gas prices continue to go up, as inflation continue to go up, like what we've been saying for a while, like shit's going to hit the fan. Shit's starting to hit yeah. the fan. And are you saying, which is what I said, too, I, I think there's multiple people believe this, like you really got to fucking control your budget. You really got to get it dialed in. You seem to have a budget very under control. You know exactly what you're spending. You've labeled it out. I only need to do this many cars. I've got this like you've got it seem to be pretty dialed in. Is that going to be your recommendation also? Like, hey, moving into these times, you, you got to dial your budget in. Know, know what you're spending, know what you're bringing in. Yeah, that that is something that I stick with is a budget. Uh, I read a book called Millionaire Math by Grant Cardone. And it's how you get to your million dollars. You know, um, that has really stuck with me for the last three years that I've been playing around thinking about this book. Uh, the new thing that I'm going into to save to save just in case they have a finance. I have an app that I can finance payments now. So with that being said, all I'm doing is just going to raise my prices. I've yet to use it because I'm still trying to play around with it. But. I can actually have ceramic coatings with the interior and exterior for 25 and 3,500 because the people get to make monthly payments up to two years. So that will give more freedom to the person wanting the quality as I sell myself. And then I can get all my lump sum up front. I probably pay about $200 to the company, but it's still, I'm raising my prices to where that $200 doesn't matter. I wouldn't even get to 200 if I didn't have the financing. So yeah. uh, it, it, that's what I'm looking at for the future. You, you will see, Joe, I'm so glad you mentioned that. You will see a lot of people starting to finance things more and more, right? They're going to yes. want to stretch out, which is what we talked about earlier. Like the way you fail at going into these times is you, you can't control your expenses. And the yes. way that some people will begin to, quote unquote, control their expenses is they'll just finance their expenses. So yeah. you're. That that's a really great idea, Joe, because if, if we don't think that people are going to control their expenses, well, we might as well finance them. Fuck it. We'll make our money. Yep. People are going to finance no matter what, and they'll finance off of a credit card. It's just they'll start the payment with a credit card and it's like they will pay the rest. However, but I noticed that as long as you got financing, I could sell a sixteen hundred dollar coding real easy because there's financing. So if I do one of those a day and you times that by 22 to 26 days, I work a month. That's good money for me at $1,600 a day. Yeah. What app is that? So, are you using? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm using market. It's called market. Uh, M-A-R-K-A-T-E. I was just about to move over to detail bookie, but they hit me with this financing situation. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. The app sucks. It sucks. But I've been using okay. it for like <laughs> two years now. But they just, when I'm about to leave them, I didn't pay like four payments to Detail Bookie of $59 and have yet to use the app because I'm trying to convert my contacts over so I don't have to do it manually. And in that time, they send me a notification. You now can allow your customers to finance. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So 
doing the research, I'm going to end up staying with Marquette and allowing finances to be on my website. So I'm working on my website right now and implementing different things on there. Has anybody else looked in financing stuff? Dustin, has it ever been something you've looked into? That's the first time I've ever heard of it. Um, so that's interesting. That would be cool. Um, you know, but I don't know. I don't know if it would be a, a heavy hitter, but I, I do know there's things like wheel financing and all that other stuff in the, in the aftermarket world. But uh, yeah, no, I haven't looked into that. Sounds cool though. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It, 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 well, Dustin, it follows the opposite rules of what you and I are thinking when it comes to that Dave Ramsey. It's 100% opposite of that world because you and I are thinking that the other way. But in Joe's, in Joe's defense, in a sense, it's just, it, it is a play. It's a it's a smart play that if if people are going to come into tight times, they're going to they still want things. And so they're going to finance their life now yeah, as business owners or quote unquote Dave Ramsey theory, like. As business owners, you don't want to do that, right? Like for us, the, the 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 smart thing is to not finance things, right? Like is to cash, is to just stay in our means. However, there's going to be plenty of people out there that don't want to do that. It's not our decision to whether or not to tell them what to do with their finances. So yep. if, if they want to, if they want to get this coding and it's two grand, here's a financing option. I mean, that's that's their choice to make. Yeah, I don't care how yep. they pay. Stolen credit card, whatever. We'll take it all, man. Huh. I don't do the stolen credit card. It's their responsibility. They will no. take that money out of your account if the person fights for it hard enough. Yes, they will. And you didn't did the work. I've done that I'm before. Kidding. I didn't know I'm it was stolen. No, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, Dustin's oh, oh. got a fake account that that money goes into, and he rips it back out as soon as possible so nobody can ever take it back. And it, it always just runs in a negative, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> Offshore, man. <laughs> Offshore. So let me ask this question. Does anybody use merchant services? What? what? Square? I think we, we all do, don't we? Square, uh, PayPal, that, okay. Oh, I use Square. I use Square. Yeah. There's no difference by doing the financing part of it. It's just now doing the homework for what works for you. But they will actually give you your money the very same day or the next day, depending on if it's weekends or what. And oh yeah, percentage. That, that of course, yeah, with- Joe. That yeah, like I was saying, man. There's no, yeah. There, we should never think on our side that that's why I'm saying it, it's the customer's choice. I listen, yeah, man. I, I had doesn't have anything to do. Me. I, yeah, yeah, yeah me neither, man. I was like, oh, I don't care. Yep. When it comes to business, however they want to pay. Listen, I I own four cell phone stores that were in South Carolina. It was prepaid, like. We financed a shitload of phones and I shook their hand every time. I mean, I, I was happy to get them a phone that they could use. And I, it, it was up to them and the financing company, whether they made the payments. I mean, I, I got my money like I, They just needed money. a phone. They needed a phone and they needed a cheap plan. I, I, I did what I could. I did my job as a business owner and they got a phone and I got my financing money. Like I was happy as can be. So. It, it, as a yep. business, it's a smart move. It is. It's, it's a creating a new opportunity for people. But the, the only other flip side would be the only other flip side to that, Joe, is is that the type of clientele that you want? Do you want the clientele that can't pay for things or do you want the clientele that can? I, 
And there's no okay, right or wrong. There's I no right or wrong answer to that either. Yes, how I see it is, if they are spending thirty five hundred dollars or twenty five hundred or even sixteen hundred, yes, they are my client because my 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 non ideal client is the one that's paying sixty dollars and they come out there with a white glove and say, hey, what about this scratch? And I have to explain the situation. You understand? But if a person is paying sixteen hundred dollars, nine like right now, I just did a car day before well, Friday, Thursday, I turned it in. I charged the lady $2,300 and I took it to $2,650 and I was about to charge her for some other stuff, but I gave it to her for free. She ended up paying me $3,100 with, I mean, before I even said her vehicle was completed. Okay. So if that customer wanted to finance it because it's easier for her, guess what? That is fine. Yeah. That is fine because it's a numbers game to where 2500 that's like me do i want somebody that's going to pay uh go to the bank for a ten thousand dollar loan to buy a van i mean to buy a car from me how they do what they do is on them but i'm selling it for the ten thousand when i could have sold it for eight because they allowed the financing if i can say it like that you definitely can brother you definitely can i just like throwing little things out there to to make people think so Derek. yes sir Oh, no. So I'm not here to answer the question, but basically what I was saying is like, uh, you know, like I said, on customer finance, and I was like, well, how do you get all the money up front? Like you're saying, you get the money and then it's on the customer to pay the bill, which I was like, I didn't get. I thought you were only getting like every time they paid the bill, you would just get like a little bit of the money. No, you get your money up front, but there's usually a fee. There's usually a little bit of a fee. Yeah. My so bucks, for six yeah. for twenty five hundred for twenty five hundred, they were taking two hundred and fifty dollars. I think it was when um, I might have not even got the job, and the job probably would have only been fifteen hundred. But I made it twenty five hundred because I add a little bit of this and add a little bit of that and charge twenty five. Now I get twenty two fifty. I get that the same day or the very next day, and that person I don't even have to see that person again. I don't know about payments, none of that. That's between them and Synchrony or whoever bank uh, they're being billed by. Mm. That is a pretty good chunk yeah. of a fee, though. That's about a 10% fee, right? Yeah, I think it's about 10%. But that's the number I thought I saw. Like I said, I'm still doing research. I haven't done it yet. Okay, I'm still no doing, but, but for me, 10%, I'm okay with that. Because if I if that person made me a million dollars, I pay $100,000 to each one of y'all. I pay all y'all $100,000 each if y'all make me a million dollars each. If, if, <laughs> if I can say it. But to take... To, to allow me to do 2500 I'm okay to give up 25 or 250 or whatever it is. But I don't think it's that much, but it may be that much. I can't remember right now. I, it just oh, off yeah. the top of my head, I mean, 10% sounds like a pretty high, steep fee. That's high. Yeah. So it I don't know why high. it does sound high. Yeah, Joe, you should yeah. look into a, a company called a firm. Yes, that's for jury. Well, my friend has jury. And they only do aftermarket parts. They don't do service-based business. I looked into them and Snap. A firm does. And then a firm, a firm, discount tire. Really? Yeah, the discount tires in my my area in a lot a few mechanic shops they finance through a, a firm. They wouldn't let me do it. Really? Oh, huh. okay. Mechanic shops. Yes, there's parts involved. Well, yeah, that's why Lucas, because they're selling a tire. 
Right, but yeah, they, so they, the whole service, the, the service of installing the parts too, all the labor, everything is included with that. Yeah, but they're still selling a tangible item. Yeah, right. Well, oh, we can, okay. well, if you itemize on your invoice that you're selling the ceramic coating bottle for exactly. $1,000 and then you have $1,000 worth of labor, they'll finance that. Exactly. I asked the lady that and she said, that sounds good. She's like, that was a great question. Let me get back to you. She came <laughs> back and said, no, because it's detailing oh. is underneath service base. Because ah. I asked her, what if I wow. sold the bottle for a thousand dollars and I just apply it? Because my friend sells jewelry and he won't turn me on to financing. And I was very excited and couldn't do it through snap or affirm. And again, this was over a year ago too. I tried this with them. So I don't know what they've changed. No, I don't either. I'm sorry. I don't, maybe a, it's a regional thing or like uh there's loopholes that can be had there i don't know i yeah <laughs> well like i said lucas i think it's because it's the point of what joe's making is i mean service versus a tire i get it that there's service involved in putting on a tire but at the end of the day the customer is buying a tangible tire like he, tire, he's yeah. buying a tire you know it it's something he can see on his car, right? Like a ceramic coating is, I get it. It's tangible, like, but it's kind of yeah. there. That's fictitious. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's protecting your car. You you can't see it, but you know, Hey, trust me, it's there, you, you know, right? You can't like, take it off. Yeah. 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 You can't take it off. Remove yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen some, some of the websites are, uh, other websites we buy, buy chemicals from, they even have like Sizzle, a couple of the other ones that, that do the financing now. But like instead of it being like, yes. you you all, you pay it through your like when you put you you pay your whatever credit card you use, and then it like oh it's like like Bass Pro Shop does it. You buy a bunch of hunting stuff. It's like four payments, four equal payments out, and then like this charges your card every month. So it's similar. But yes. I, I think and I think Square I, does it, but after a while, I think you have to be a Square for a little bit, and then they let you do it. But I I know I don't yeah. have that for right now. I think Shopify has what they call shop pay. I mean, there's there have yes. been quite a yes. few different companies come out with like to be able to extend your payments out four to five times, you know, that type of deal. So, yeah, Joe, great advice for people to look into as times continue to grow tough for our customers that are out there driving their cars on a daily basis, getting them serviced and maintained, clean, coated, polished, whichever service you offer. Having finance might be a great way for us to navigate coming through uh, these times. So the I, there's no doubt these times equals the time. And it is the time, Derek, for the tab out question of the night. And uh, we are super excited. I, I don't know what Brandon hopped on for a second, but then he hopped back off. I, I wish he would have stayed stayed in either. Well, Brandon, Derek, what is the tab out question of the night? All right, guys. So uh, hopefully, some most of you have seen the video I posted in the uh, the Hacking Clean Specialist Facebook group. Uh, decided to make it kind of funny just to post a little bit of video, but uh, I will just have a question for tonight. What are you gonna say, Marty? John didn't, so he's he's picked up his phone to go look at it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> so, tap out question for tonight, guys. When you were a baby, you loved sucking on your pacifier. Now that you're adult, an adult, what do you love sucking on now? Uh, cold beer. I love a beer bottle and 
I love sucking down that cold beer. The second one would be a tit. <laughs> I, love sucking, I still love sucking on a tit. I do. I still love sucking on a tit. I didn't want to say that, but say that's got to be everyone's answer here, right? Like, that's the only answer. That's the only answer. <laughs> Beer and titties. What else is there? There's even a song for that Colt Ford, Titties and Beer. <laughs> All right, so let's go around since I've answered the top two questions. Uh, the the uh, what's left on the board remains to be seen. <laughs> let's go oh, around the room. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start this way and head around, so I'll just go around my screen. Joe, that means you're up first. Joe, what uh, what do you like sucking on now as an adult that maybe you, you also enjoyed sucking on as a uh, small child? Okay. Um... I'm going to change the subject a little bit because y'all tripped me out with that titty. Um, what the first thing that came to my head, oh my God, the first thing was I love sucking on my success. I just love living in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything physical that I suck on. Like, I don't, yeah. I never even sucked on my finger when I was a kid. So <laughs> I was a weird child. I didn't even watch cartoons. I was outside all day, every day. That All right, man. Yeah. Justin. <laughs> man, I already answered it in the hyperclean specialist group. I mean, I'm an adult. I'm a male. There's only one way to go. I guess we'll have to go to the group and find out your answer I since mean, you left it quiet there at the end. All right. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just is. He likes peanuts. He likes peanuts. <laughs> He likes airline peanuts. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. He didn't fly too well when he, he came back and forth. So maybe he didn't enjoy those peanuts too much. It, it, it's exactly the same. Uh, the same thing that you like, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Cold beer titties. As long as it's not D's. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right, Lucas. Um, I guess I'd have to go with disposable nicotine devices and cigars. Well, we already had the discussion. The most. All right, disposable nicotine devices. So you're a uh, a what kind of guy? What what a vapor guy? Yeah, vapes. So I have the occasional cigar, like a good stogie. Wait, you don't drive a Subaru? What the hell? No, I know. Never, ever. <laughs> Please don't. Oh, Brandon. Oh, no. Take it back. <laughs> All right. That's a good one, though. Little vaping. Little vaping. I, I've done some vaping before. I couldn't get over there. I, I didn't do too well with it. It wasn't it. I didn't take for me, but yeah, I, I but it's fun. Seven years and this the, the, the new disposables they have now, they they taste better and hit harder than a cigarette and they're more cost effective and you don't stink. So yeah. And much better for your lungs. I know as vaping began um, coming out years ago, I mean, as people began to move away from cigarettes to vaping, uh, I talked to many, especially around a dealership. Gosh, you, how many salesmen and people inside of dealerships used to smoke. And, mm -hmm. and then once they could vape, many of them were telling me they were 
wow, I can lay down at night and I don't, I don't cough. I can, I can eat food and I taste it again. Like vaping dramatically changed their life. I, I actually also another small venture I did too, was I created a vapor company. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was called smoke X. It was actually right after my, uh, my ex-wife left. And so the, the slogan was put out that dirty white trash. <laughs> I like it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that business uh, did okay for a little while. And then that, that world just wasn't my world and I couldn't stay up with it. And we, we closed too. So I've done quite a few little things. It's life of uh, entrepreneurism, I guess. Right. Yeah. You, you want to talk about an industry that's changed over the last five years from regulations and stuff. It's, mm. it's, I couldn't stay up, man. As soon as we it, would order everything in, it, it just, it was changing. I mean, the, the, all the different devices, the different styles of batteries, all, then it came into all those big, those big masters, but mods. yeah, but at first it was just these little mm-hmm. and you screwed them on and everything was fine. But yeah, once all those boxes, everything came out, we, we couldn't stay up and everybody wanted the newest thing. And it, yeah, we, we didn't do too well there either. It lasted three or four years, but you know, that's what it is. All right, John, what about you? What, uh, Derek, remind us the actual question though. Cause I think I changed it. What was the actual question? Uh, the actual question was, uh, when you were a baby, you loved sucking on a pacifier. Now that you're an adult, what do you love sucking on now? Cool. John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to beat around the bush on that one. No, sure didn't. Thanks, sir. Brand from Shawshank. Everyone's already said all the answers, and man's gonna say <laughs> there's not really anything left. Um, okay. I, I'm one of my kids. I'll just tell you what one of my kids said. I, I don't want to say you sucked on your kid, man. Don't. Hmm. <laughs> no, no. Where the fuck are you going with that? <laughs> well, I didn't mean nasty wise. No, I mean, geez, no. I didn't go nasty. No, I just no. You, yeah. no but. uh we uh i always ask the wife after the podcast but this one popped up before the podcast and the kids were still up so i thought it'd be fun to ask them and my middle child looks at me and he goes i'd suck on a dirty toilet and it starts cracking <laughs> up oh, <my>. oh no <laughs> No, I was like, no you don't want to do that no could you imagine <laughs> hmm. all right ben uh my five and a half month old gets really upset with me when i try and take the tip from her i know yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens yeah <laughs> it happens oh, yeah Eric, don't, don't laugh now you're gonna experience that my friend Oh God! Don't. <laughs> it's coming. Derek, are you guys prego? No, no. We're. I might be buying a house uh, in the summer, though. That has a nice little garage, so we, we we're gonna. Um, so we make. What does it, that have to do with being pregnant? Does that mean well, you're gonna? Yeah. Keep the kid in the garage. No, no. 
That's what I was saying. I was like, "Why you're gonna consummate the kid in the garage? Then that's gonna be their room. Like they gotta sleep in the garage." This is where you're made. Don't put a space here. Imagine some of those nice shops. You got the nice wall. The kids like, "Oh, damn, what else? The garage floor. You're born right there." Like, yep, you were made and born. You were made. You were made and born right here. No, no, but um, no, it's got a lot of bedrooms. So you know, film up. Oh, it will be. Uh, hey, Brandon from Shawshank, I think that's your answer from Derek on which shop to go for. He's going to go for the bigger shop and fill it up. <laughs> no, no, I, I got three. I got three kids waiting to get old enough to fill a shop up with. So you know, that's all his free labor. Got the kids in all lower panels and stuff. That's what I would do. Yeah, for a while, then they get ungrateful. All right, cooking with Nick. <laughs> Uh, we didn't see the uh, finished product, but I think you were you're diving. It's all gone now, but no worries. Uh, all right, man. What's your uh, what's your tab out answer? A dry herb bait filled with my favorite local natural herbs. A dry herb bait. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting the way they've come out with those. I would highly recommend you guys if you like tree. I would highly recommend you invest in one. You can hit this thing all day. You gotta use real flour, but you can hit it all day inside, and nobody's gonna know anything. I wouldn't get anything done, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, Dustin. Depends on which strain you go with, Dustin. There's actually some strains that you would get more done. Uh, oh yeah, as long as it's not indica. Yeah. 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 My nightly at eight p.m. You need to fall asleep, but your mind's still going. Mm -hmm. But then there's plenty of other strains that make you creative. They give you more energy. They make your mind yep. just race and you just it's crazy. You, it's yeah. awesome. I need to live a long it. way. Is that just with the legal stuff? Because when I used to do it, uh, there was some. It, yeah, I it's the legal. Yeah, yeah, because because the farmers and the people have to grow it for that. Like because you've got to tell the patient what they're going to get out of it. The old school weed that everybody was used to it was just generic, right? The farmers were just growing weed. They didn't they didn't care. But you once got it got it. yeah, everybody just wants to get high. And, you know, oh, and, but yeah, the crazy like crystallized stuff that, you know, there was something laced in it made you like. Yeah, <laughs> no, now now it's very, very specific <laughs> for focus and everything. Like it's yeah. such a such a crazy strain that you can just you can dial it in naturally. Yeah. It, and that's a that's a complete different industry that has evolved massively, evolved incredibly massively, especially here. It's it's interesting to see, but they've also been feeling it, too. Right. I mean, they they've they've started talking about stuff going on in the black market where they're just going to have to be starting selling stuff and farmers are starting to just dump products. I mean, it every industry is starting to feel effects, even that industry. But Marty, that brings up a valid point that. A crackhead will never complain about not having money. He will always find a way. So like what Joe said with financing, if those that, that's an option for your clientele, it's always options because people are always going to want to spend if they do. If they do, you can't change that fact. People will pay $10,000 over for a new car. It's just we got to figure out where we're at and be smart. Up for us to get them up to us to get them hooked on it, right? Is that what you're saying? There you go. Yep. And actually, Marty, that we're just a different dealer. That brings up a good question. Um, back in 08, because usually people with money still have money, 
Like I, I never see my high-end clients skip a beat no matter what's going on. But when it gets really bad, do you see that with the high-end clients? No, you just like, like you said, most of those people have generally, I mean, they're deep rooted enough that, yeah, I mean, they, they usually are pretty good to go. Okay. Uh, um, everybody else is the ones that if, and, and it's the ones that live over their means and, and it's not all of them, right. But some of them do. Yeah. You don't know. You really never know until shit hits the fan and shit's hitting the fan. And we start to find out, you know, I mean, <laughs> we start to find out. So what we do is we hunker down, right? Like keep your head down, keep going to work, keep working. Don't spend extra money and just keep working. I mean, that's, that's the best way to get through it. It's the best Absolutely. way to get through it. Yeah. Guys. Thanks so much. Fun night. Dustin is a great question you asked earlier and it, it brought about a whole, whole interesting conversation, man. So glad you brought it up. We'll, we'll let you get home to your, your wife. Uh, I'm already home to my wife. So I don't, I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> Congratulations, Marty. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Good time to say that. Feels good. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, man. Great to see you. John, as always. Wonderful, brother. Congrats again on your uh, your continued growth. Derek, man. Great tab out question. I loved it. Brandon, always, uh, always great. Thanks for all your input. And please let us know. Keep in touch with uh, when you sign that dealership uh, shop that's right across from the dealership. Let us know that... uh, we helped you in the right direction. <laughs> no, no, brother, if you want to go for the big shop, go for the big shop. Yeah, go for the big shop. Do whatever, do whatever is best for you. Uh, always, always whatever's best for whatever you think. Uh, no doubt. Ben, pleasure, man. Second week coming on. Great. Uh, thanks for coming in. I know you're working, so we'll let you get back to work, brother. But thanks for hopping in, man. I plan on being here more. Cool, brother. Come Thank here. you so much. No worries. All right. And everybody go check out Nick's uh, food at cooking with Nick is uh, it's underscore Nick. It's underscore grooms. Grooms. My bad. It's underscore grooms on Instagram. So everybody go check out his food. Guys, have a great night. Thanks so much. Peace. Joe, yeah. brother. Sorry, you weren't on the screen, so I didn't get to say goodbye, man. Thanks so much for hopping in and uh, for all your input. All right, guys, have a great night. Yeah. Yeah.